0: From the Relationship Center, I'm psychotherapist, couples counselor, and dating coach, Jessica Engel, and this is I Love You Too, a show about how to create and sustain meaningful relationships.
1: I'm dating and relationship coach, Josh Van Vliet. On today's episode, we're going to talk about breakups. We're so happy you're here, and please remember that this show is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Hello and welcome, dear listener. This is our episode devoted to breakups, 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 breakups. I don't know why I said that three times, but I did. So here we are. (laughs) Uh, This episode is for you. You know, I think we all go through breakups at various points in our lives, but this is, I think, especially relevant if you're either about to break up with somebody, not so much if you're thinking about whether or not to break up with somebody. This is really if you, you know it's time and you're trying to figure out how to have that conversation, number one or you've been broken up with or you just broke up with somebody and you're trying to figure out how to heal.
0: We are very excited today to be joined by Laya Pedreño who is a psychotherapist, relationship therapist and dating coach here at the Relationship Center. We're wanting to bring her on today to talk about breakups because Laya, you are an expert in breakups. You've worked a lot on this with clients individually and in groups and I'm just curious to hear from you what makes you so interested in
2: breakups? honestly that I have gone through quite a few of them and I take to them really badly. And at some point I decided to get really good at processing breakups and I've done really such good healing on it. And it makes everything so much better, even though it still sucks when you're going through a breakup. Um, I want everybody to have these tools.
1: Well said.
0: Well, before we get started, if you love our show, dear listener, we would be incredibly grateful if you would leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. By doing so, you'll help us reach more sweet humans like you, which is our literal favorite thing. So thank you in advance. Now, on with the show. And diving into breakups.
1: All right. So today uh, we're going to be discussing three questions. We'll start with how do you break up with someone if you are in the role of ending the relationship? We'll then go into how do you respond well when someone breaks up with you? And finally, of course, how do you heal from a breakup? So important questions. And we'll dive in with number one. How do you break up with someone? And Laia... I have the sense you have some best practices here that you might want to share with folks.
2: Oh, yes, I do. First one, don't, like, if you know you have to break up, pick a day and do it. Don't break up in anger or in an argument, during an argument. Mm. The reason being, sometimes it, like, may feel better from the point of view of the person that does the breaking up because you feel very justified in that moment. But that's a very good recipe for going back and forth because Mm. maybe in that moment you feel very strong about it and then you're going to inevitably feel very crummy about what you just did. So better to break up with a cold head and then know that a really good conversation between both of you, or, or however many people are in your relationship, can go a long way towards healing for, for them and for you. Mm-hmm. Can really help. Like having good closure can really help the process of healing that sometimes is very long, even if you are the one doing the breakup.
0: That is such a great point. I mean, what I'm hearing what you're saying, Laya, is it's so easy when we are in a relationship that is maybe reaching its end to be very reactive and to maybe break up from that very reactive place. And what you're really advising is like, let's sit with that decision and have some mindfulness about it, be more responsive. And that's gonna actually facilitate a quicker healing process for both
2: parties. Yes. And something very important about this is like, this is the biggest PSA that I have for this podcast is do it in person. No phone, mm. no text, mm. no email. Mm-hmm. Just sit down with this person and whatever. If you guys are like in a long distance relationship or something, maybe you can find a way or maybe in video, but like just give... All parties is a grace of sitting down and seeing face expressions and, and and do it with like enough time. Don't do it like oh, I need to break up with you and I need to go by, you know, like mm-hmm. give yourself the time to have a good conversation about it.
1: So it sounded like that was the first tip. Give it time and, and be in person, if at all possible, for the conversation. But it sounded like you had some more tips for if you're doing the breaking up.
2: So in the conversation, let's say you are the one breaking up, stay in your experience. St- st- I statements. Mm. Instead of saying, I'm, I'm, I'm being silly now, but like instead of saying you were an asshole the entire time, say something more like I felt really confused and sad about your moods, for example, right? Don't say when you start going into the you sentences even though in the moment they feel so true and they feel so right and they may they may be true and right. stay, the, stay in your side and the, the easiest way to do that is, is stick to I statements and try mm-hmm. to not give feedback that the person cannot change right like I don't find you sexy it's going to stay with this person a long time and it's not much like they can do about it, right? Mm.
1: Um, Wait, I, was, I just want to pause on like, this point for a second, Laia, because I think this is so wise and I think this is something that people so often miss. This is like a big miss, I think, in breakups. So you're saying don't give feedback on something that the other person can't do anything about. And yeah, one of the major things that a person can't do anything about is whether or not you find them attractive. (laughs) It's like that is, that may be objectively true. You may not be attracted to that person. And yet, is that helpful for them? Does that help them have closure? Does that help them learn and grow from the relationship? No, no. As we, as you were saying earlier, it, it leaves this kind of psychic impression, you know, tattoo on your psyche of this person does not find me attractive. I must not be very attractive. Rather than uh, what's probably true is you're just not attracted to them, and there's somebody else out there who is going to find you super sexy, but it, it can be so painful to to leave that mark on somebody around something that they can't do anything about. I, I love that you you're naming this
2: Yeah, these are big and then so I have a two way advice about how to handle the whatever the other person reaction is having, right? So one is like, I think I am of the mind that it's really okay to want to break up for whatever reason. It's okay. We don't, even when we've made a commitment to each other, you want to work through it, but at some point if you feel you have to break up, it's okay. But of course, when you're telling me, for example, I'm not going to take it well. I'm not going to like it, right? (laughs) Like, so, so this goes to fall. Like, you don't have to justify yourself, right? You don't have to, it's good if you give a a, a good approximation of what's happening for you that you want to leave the relationship for your sake and for the other person's sake, but you don't have to justify it and know that it's very possible that the other person won't understand in that moment. The other person won't be like, you know what? You're right? This sounds really good reasons, like because they w- they feel hurt, they feel be- bewildered, they feel angry, right? So let them have their emotions. Don't try to suit their emotions. Their emotions are okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And don't try to justify what's happening for you. So that's one. Because sometimes in that justifying, we hurt people too, right? Like it's so, I think it's so unbearable to witness the pain that our decision may be causing someone else that like we start saying things that are not in the best interest of anybody in that moment. And then another one is like, I think like if you have the grace, which you may not, you know, and that's okay. But if, if you want to do an extra bonus job, give the other person, give the chance to to say their piece, and to have their emotions. And that doesn't mean you have to accept abuse, right? And the difference is like, oh my God, I'm so sad, I'm so hurt, Uh, I did not see this coming, this is horrible, have a good cry, Uh, versus how can you do this to me? You're the worst person in the world. You're an asshole, right? Like you don't, you don't need to accept any ab- abuse from anybody, uh, even in a breakup conversation. So those are my, what do you guys think?
1: I think it's I can good. see your
2: thoughts. They're <laughs> <laughs> <I'm>
0: walking along. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do,
2: do. Walking your.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, my thought is Amen. So, I mean, I'm hearing in what you're saying that you have the right to break up with someone without overly justifying the reason. And you also have the right to be with their feelings but not be subject to abuse. And that makes perfect sense. I'm curious if we might actually even role play for a moment and do a little example of a breakup and see if we can kind of show some of these points are you willing to be the breaker upper, Laya? Uh,
2: I am the breaker upper. Okay. You're the breaker upper. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. All right, you're gonna break up with me. Okay. And I'm okay. I'm not gonna make it too easy.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. Damn. Can I give you another name? Because otherwise it makes me sad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Can you be? I don't
0: actually want to break up with you.
2: Some random name. Delilah. Delilah. So, hey, Delilah, I have to tell you something important for me. Are you resourced and do you have the time to do it right now? Uh, yeah, what's up? So, I want to break up our relationship.
1: What? I
2: have been unhappy for a, I know, I know. I I no, want no, to no, stop No, no, being no, 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 no. No. I don't understand. I'm sorry. Why? Why? So I have been unhappy for a few months and there are some things that don't quite work for me. And I think the kindest thing is to to break up. I don't agree. And I know this I comes agree. as a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, you're... What's
0: you're not working your, for you? Tell me. What is it? Is it something about me?
2: I think there's something about our relationship and the way we relate to each other that doesn't work for me. And if I am honest, it's triggering a lot of past trauma that I don't want to be triggered. And I don't, I don't quite like the way we, re- we relate to each other. Delilah.
0: Well, Laya, I think you're a jerk. And I think this is a jerk move.
2: Um, I really, really hear that you are super frustrated. And I'm going to ask to not do name calling. And this is part of what is not working for me. I think sometimes when we have a disagreement or we want different things in the relationship, um, there's a level of reactivity coming from you that I don't know what to do with. And honestly, I become a little bit flooded and sometimes I, I, I endure in that way too. And I don't like the person I'm becoming.
0: Can we at least sleep together one more time?
2: You know, it's really tempting and my guilt and my shame and all my feelings are saying yes. I bet we would have really delightful sex um but i'm gonna say no i think it's better for us to not do that i'm sorry i know this comes as a surprise i really i i i am sorry and scene (laughs) (laughs) that was
0: amazing you did such a good job
1: (laughs) i love that demonstration uh I hope my
2: exes don't listen to this and are, like, calling to the podcast saying, like, this is not how (laughs) she was with me. I want my money back.
1: (laughs) Well, listen, we all had to practice on somebody.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) It's so much easier when you're not in the actual situation, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I loved how you didn't engage with Delilah's. Well, a number of things. Both Delilah's name calling—you were like, "No, nope, not interested in that," and and also didn't go into, "We'll hear all the things that are wrong with you," which is why I'm breaking up. You're just like, "This isn't working for me," and the way that we are together, mm-hmm. which I think is so true. I mean, that is for me, that is ultimately what is true about any relationship that isn't working. It's how the two of you, or three of you, or however many are together, isn't working.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. right and, uh, yeah. and it can be easy to go to that place if you're especially if you're being broken up with as to what's wrong with me uh, what am I doing wrong and yeah for sure there may be things to learn etc but really the truth is it's about the, the interaction because there are two people in any relationship so I love that you kept coming back to that it's like well, how we are together that's that's not mm-hmm. working for me
0: yeah I'll side note, just mention we do have a great resource on I statements that we'll link to in the show notes in case you, dear listener, are wondering how to use I statements. Yeah, you did an amazing job with both I statements and we statements, keeping it based on or focused on the relationship. I think you also did an amazing job responding authentically in a kind and boundaried way to Delilah's request to have sex. Mm -hmm. And I think this one is important. I, I uh, brought it in because it's, I think, one of the ways that breakups uh, get sabotaged often. Yeah, right. Breakup sex yeah. is a very common phenomenon, and
2: yeah, and you we're very so wise to say and no to so it. So destructive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think there's a term for it, like attachment securing sex, where it's the kind of sex that. For some people, their system motivates them to do to really secure the bond. And so it can be very intense, but not actually good for you. Yeah.
1: Brilliant. Anything else uh, around how to do the breaking up from either of you?
0: I'm just wondering, Laya, what you have to say about, I mean, I've worked with so many clients who have struggled to break up with someone. They think about it. And I mean, there are people who stay for years in relationships because they can't get themselves to do it. Even though they're clear, they don't want to be in the relationship. And so I'm just wondering if you have any thoughts on that.
2: Um. Yeah. Well, A, I get it. I think when you have to break up, there's always like, oh, no, not this month. This is his birthday month and next month is Thanksgiving and we usually go to her family and next week I have this big work thing and, and then it's December and it's a holiday. I'm not going to break up in the holidays. i have like, I've, I've been there. I think with breakups, I think, so I've been horrendous at these things in my personal life at doing it in a, in the time that you should have done it just being transparent but i think it's like breakups is like boundaries i mean it's a breakup is a big boundary right and like probably if it doesn't feel good in the moment you're doing it right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> great. if you feel kind of crummy and shitty it's good this is a, a good sign if it feels very right you're probably doing especially for usually the people that have a hard time breaking up is because there are some people pleasing. And those of us that are people pleasers, if it, by the time it feels good, you're way past the time that it was healthy for everybody. Mm-hmm. And you're probably, there's some anger there that makes you uh, be less compassionate. So it's a gift that you give to yourself and also to the other person, even though in the moment you will feel like a worm and that's okay but kind of saying yeah if it feels bad probably it's the right time
1: I love what you're what you're naming about it's a gift to the other person because especially for those of us with some people pleasing or a little bit of savior or like trying to you know it's like oh well I'm gonna hurt them so badly if I break up with them right and then we kind of make believe it's for their sake that we're staying with them but think about this person, if they weren't with you, could go find somebody who actually wants to be with them. And so you're not doing Amen. them any favors by not breaking up with them. You're keeping them from finding the person who is going to be genuinely thrilled to be their partner. And so if you, Amen. If you struggle to get past that worry about hurting them, yes, it probably will hurt in the moment. And remember, let me do this for their sake. Let me set them free so that they can find somebody who's going to love them in the way that they want to be loved. And you can find somebody who's going to love you in the way that you want to be loved.
2: Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree so much.
0: Well, the only thing I'll add on to that is I know one thing that can be helpful that Logan Yuri talks about with breakups is making a plan and having... An accountability buddy. She's got a couple chapters on breakups in her book which we'll we'll link to. I think that's really key because it, it really can be such a difficult thing to put into action if you're not clear on what you're doing, which goes back to your initial point, Lia, which is have you know take the time you need to get really, really clear on your decision um, and along with that, the the plan around it.
1: And you might want to include in that a plan yeah. for what you're going to do after the breakup conversation. Mm-hmm. Have a friend you can go be with, you know, a loved one, someone who can who can be there with you in the in the grief.
2: I love this too. And I'm gonna add to this whole plan where I see a lot of breakups going sideways is you have the big breakup conversation. Everybody's clear that we're breaking up. But then it's like, we have to give each other the things or we have to start untangling our lives, like financial stuff, relational stuff. What do we say to our mutual people? What do we do our our, our mutual people? Like, do I get to still talk to your friends or not? Do you, do you get to still talk to my friends, to my family? Have that Logistics, like there's the emotional conversation that is, I think it's the hardest one. But then have a good logistic conversation because otherwise, if you leave this to it will happen. Then what happens is like, you know, there are neural pathways of the relationship, right? And then every time you see and interact the, with the other person. These neural pathways are refreshed, right? And the clock on your healing is restarting, 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 mm. right? It's
1: like picking at the scab and reopening the wound every time you run into one of those things that you haven't cleaned up yet.
0: Yeah, and if you're a trauma survivor, if some of those things happen unexpectedly, that can be incredibly triggering. So I think it's a wonderful self-care act to get really clear on, okay, what can we generally expect in this process from one another? I I think it's worth noting that that logistics conversation might need to be separate from the breakup conversation or from the initial sort of emotional conversation. Yeah, but I think it's it's
2: so important. I would say, I'm going to throw that out there, but I think like if you are the breaker-upper, be the one spearheading that. Mm. It's, it's a nice gift you give to the other person to be the more adult person that takes care of the more adult things. Love that. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So that is how to break up with someone. Of course, some of the time you're probably going to be on the other end of this. Someone is breaking up with you. And how, how do you respond well when someone breaks up with you?
2: You are nice in the moment, and then you go and destroy them. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> Just flame war across social media. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Just like you slice their tires, you throw all the stuff out. Yeah. You start a smear campaign. That's horrible. No. Um, <laughs> the first, which is the hardest especially if you have a commitment with the other person or if you have attachment issues, both, there's this incredulity, right? Like, it's like, how can this be happening? And like, Mm -hmm. there's this tendency or this willingness to A, try to fix it or try to shame the person into staying, right? Mm. So accepting reality goes a long way. Like, if the other person... Think about consent in this situation, too. If the other person says they want to break up, they are in their right. I know it hurts so much, and I'm right there with you, but this is what's happening. This person wants to break up with you. And the truth is, you don't ever want to be with anybody, be it a partner, be it a friend, be it anything that doesn't want to be with you.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. So
2: accept it as soon as you possibly can, which I know is hard.
0: I am thinking about a breakup I went through years ago. Somebody I went on, it wasn't, I don't know if it was really a breakup, but somebody I dated maybe once or twice. And at the end of one of our dates, which seemed to be going really well, he somehow communicated to me he didn't want to go on another date. And I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I was very confused and uh, he was, you know, very much trying to get out of answering why and I would not let it go. I just dug in and ultimately what we got to was he wasn't attracted to me and that I did not fit his template, which was a small blonde Russian woman, which, <laughs> you know, looking back is, is funny and like gave me good information about who he was, right, and how he wasn't my person. Um, and it was devastating at the time because all it did was push on yeah. all of my own body image stuff, mm-hmm. right? So that one was a good lesson for me along these lines of like, if they're not giving you all the information you want, leave it be. <laughs> like, there's no good to come from uh, launching an investigation, so to speak.
1: I feel like, yeah, I feel like maybe so we hard. all... have to learn that lesson uh once or twice Uh, i I went through that in in one of my most uh, painful breakups and if you ask why enough usually eventually the person will probably give you an answer Mm -hmm. and it will probably hurt a lot (laughs) yeah um and and like we were talking about earlier it'll stay with you because it's an emotional intense conversation and uh so what I'm I'm hearing us all point to is maybe don't ask why. Is that is that like a, a good a good principle to live by or or is there some nuance here to pull out?
2: I would ask why, but as because you guys are bringing up something that is so genius. Um I would ask I why once, but like yeah, if like you have to ask several times, there's probably something at the other side that and not everybody has the self-awareness to say things in a way that are not horrendous, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, they so may not have listened ones, to this podcast, and they may not be using I statements. Mm-hmm. Probably they
2: haven't. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and mostly everybody hasn't. And if the person doesn't <laughs> is not giving is not making any sense, count your blessings. I love what you guys are saying. This is genius. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, don't don't. Don't press it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I
0: like that. I like that principle. Ask once, trust that they've given you the information that is useful, mm-hmm. and then let it go. There's a really wonderful talk, TED Talk by a guy named Guy Winch on healing from heartbreak, Yeah, um, which we'll link to. And I love part of what he says about the mind's desire to figure out breakups and how, you know it's so tempting even when we're given a reason to question the reason mm. and to really like go back over all of the details, like what could have been done differently and where that capacity of our mind is really useful in some situations in a breakup, it is the opposite of what you need to be doing. And I think that's that counts for both in the conversation but also afterwards, which I know we'll get to. So really being able to practice, you know, non-attachment, a more mindful stance towards relationship, right? Letting, letting things go without needing to, again, secure the bond by thinking it through over and over and over and over again.
2: Yeah. I had that resource too. And honestly, my own breakups, I've listened to that YouTube, and it's like a bomb, like, oh, yes, thank you. Tell me again, I guy finch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's so brilliant. Tell it to me again.
0: <laughs> he's so poetic, too. You can tell he's he's had his heart broken, mm-hmm. you know? It's it's so beautiful.
1: To what you were saying a moment ago, Laya, about, I, I forget how you're putting it, but, like, listen to them, like, accept, you know, what they're saying if they want to break up with you. There's this beautiful Naira Wahid Quote mm. that you might both be familiar um, with uh, about the bridge, mm-hmm. um, that that really got me through the end of a a really painful breakup, because that's that's so true, right? Especially when we get so attached to somebody, and you know, I think for me in that relationship, it was like I've never been loved like this before, and I was so attached to this, and it, and um, and I'll just read this quote. I, I pulled it up here because it's so beautiful. Nayara says. Someone can be madly in love with you and still not be ready. They can love you in a way you've never been loved and still not join you on the bridge and whatever their reasons you must leave because you never have to inspire anyone to meet you on the bridge. You never ever have to convince someone to do the work to be ready there is more extraordinary love more love that you have never seen out here in this wide and wild universe and there is love that will be ready and it's it's hard to hold on to sometimes in those you know in the in the immediate grief but it's so true there is love that will be ready and you never have to persuade or convince or you know work to get somebody to join you there's love that will be ready.
2: Mm, gorgeous. I love this quote so much and it got me through my breakup too. And mm-hmm. it really got like, I read it somewhere in the inter- interwebs and I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what is happening to me. I'm like trying to get this person to come to the bridge. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I love that you put it here. I hadn't thought of looking it up. It's the best. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we should probably move on to healing soon, so that we have some time for that. Anything else we want to say about how to respond well before we move on when someone breaks up with you?
2: So uh, I think if you're the one broken up with and follow in social media for a good while and follow mm-hmm. them from our, every social media, including Venmo.:
1: <laughs> That's a sneaky um, one. You forget Venmo, that don't is you?: a
2: <laughs> <one>.
1: <laughs> Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then you see like, then you can really obsess over that and follow and follow and follow and follow and follow, mm-hmm. you know? And if you still have feelings with for them, uh, be honest with yourself and don't pursue a friendship yet. Mm-hmm. Don't do the thing of like, I want a friendship and they want of course they want a friendship with you because they are ready for it. If you have feelings for them, don't start a friendship just yet.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So when they say I would like to be friends, say maybe me too. But right now, I just want to marry you, so it's not gonna work.
1: <laughs> that's I think that last point lies. It's a it's like that's when you've got to be really honest with yourself about because it can be so easy to be like. Well, i'm I'm over it i I just care about this person a lot that's all it is when really there's a little bit of a hidden agenda under there that maybe if we spend enough time together, they will get back with me and uh, and you don't want to be playing that game that won't be good for you or for them. yeah yeah anything else you want to say about how to respond well?
0: No, I think we're ready to talk about healing
1: healing <laughs> healing. Healing, <laughs> heal it up. This is what healing sounds like. <laughs> heal it, bro. <laughs> uh, so this this is a big topic, obviously. How do you heal from a breakup? And I know there's a lot a lot that we could and will say about this. But where would you start, Laya?
2: Mm, well, first of all. I think it's the time to gather all your support near you. Bore your friends to death. It's the time to do it. They will bore you some other time too. It's okay. Get all the support. Get all the support that you have available. It's really miserable when you are healing from a breakup. I think there's people that has. Okay, experiences about a breakup and they don't have strong emotions, but they wouldn't be listening to our podcast.
1: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> but you're if you're the, like
1: the, the audience for this podcast <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah. But if you are devastated, even if you are sometimes you are devastated even though you were the one to do the breaking up, you know? If you are devastated, mm-hmm. ask for help. Go for it. Mm-hmm. And and you may feel annoying. You may feel boring. You probably are, and that's okay. It's really okay. It's a human thing. We all have been that. Yeah. Even your therapist has been that. (laughs) (laughs) Even your, your therapist has been that friend too, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love how you're naming also that it's not just for the person being broken up with. Right? Healing is for everybody in the relationship, whether you... Were broken up with or you did the breaking up, it can be and and certainly sometimes when we 're doing the breaking up, we may be a little farther along, right We may have already processed some of the grief of the end of the relationship, and it's still healing there's still healing to do and i I remember one of my breakups in my in my twenties I still cared deeply for the person that I broke up with, and I just got clear it's not the right fit they're a lovely human they're a wonderful person and it's just not the right fit in terms of a romantic partnership and those are some of the hardest breakups right it's like there's nothing wrong with this person they're not an awful human they're not like they've not done something terrible it's just you it's you've grown apart you're going in different directions and there's grief there for both people and so just know it's okay to to grieve if you're the breaker upper also that that's that's valid and important.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's such a great point. And just from like an attachment theory perspective, you are severing your relationship with your primary attachment figure. Mm, And that is going to, I mean, let's remember a, a secure attachment, having a secure base to go to is a, it registers in our system as life or death. We are people who rely on having close, safe connections. And so your nervous system is going to feel like it's threatened whether or not you were the breaker up or the breaker-uppy. <laughs> um, breaky-uppy? Breaky-uppy. Um, I think there's also been research <laughs> that's shown <laughs> that um, breaking up causes the same brain regions to light up that are activated when you're withdrawing from drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, so there is a withdrawal process regardless of which position you're in. And that can be incredibly painful. And if what you're withdrawing from is intimacy and connection, I I think it's so right on what you're saying, Laya. Like the first thing to reach out for is intimacy and connection, just not with your ex. Mm
2: -hmm. Yep. I just want to say a big, for me, the best book on breakups is Unconscious Uncoupling by Catherine Woodward Thomas. It's a really good book about it. And it's mm-hmm. a really good book for if you are a couple that you are breaking up, but you don't want to do the messy, horrible thing, how to untangle without, without doing so much harm.
0: Brilliant. Yeah, that's such a great resource. The other one that I've really I used a lot in one of my breakups in the past was the app Mend. Have you come across this one? Yeah, there? yeah, it's so great. It gives you daily practices like different meditations and journal prompts, and I I
2: found it so comforting. I use it for a bit too, and it's it's pretty good. It's very validating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So we've got we've got start with get support. What's next?
2: So the next is stay in what you are feeling stay in what's happening to you and your body. Like a lot of what happens in the breakups is like, why did she, and like all conversations end up in the other person or the other people, right? And this is super normal, you're not wrong, but that is not helping you process what really is going on with you, which is like very intense sadness and anger so try to come back to your own experience. Like we get very obsessed with what the other person is doing or not doing or did or not did. And again, that is super normal and it's super unhelpful for you. Th- that way only lies pain. You will not like anything of what they do. If they are happy, you will hate them because they are happy. If they are sad, you will hate them because they are, they are sad. They're your terrible ex for the moment being, and that's okay. So I think the experience of breaking up is so intense that we try to find anything that takes us out of of that pain, like focusing on other people and what they are doing wrong is like a time-tested mechanism to not be in our bodies and what is happening to ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So it really works in that way. It makes you feel momentarily better, but it also triggers all the neural pathways that have to do with them. And it also makes you find information that none of it is going to suit you. You Mm -hmm. think it will, but it won't. Mm -hmm. And it also delays the processing of your intense grief, intense sadness, and intense anger or intense despair that you you really need to process. So if you have to distract yourself Mm -hmm which is a, really okay to distract yourself. We're not always resourced for these things, but go to movies, see people, right? And and listen, it's normal. All your conversations will end up in your ex. That's okay. That's what everybody does. But try to, it's a practice. Try to come back to what really is happening now mm-hmm. to you, which is probably more intense feelings.
1: hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think that's very smart. I think it's easy to obsess over those why questions, right? And, and usually when you're asking why they did something, your brain is going to give you answers that aren't great, right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to make stuff up. Um, and because of the inherent negativity bias of the brain, it's going to make up stuff that probably is wrong with you or when you're angry, maybe is wrong with them, but it's going to kind of flip-flop back and forth rather than just being like, I'm sad. I'm grieving, I'm mourning the loss of this person who was really important to me. And I'm also mourning the loss of what I thought we were going to have together. I think that's another really important part of the grief to name is like, I thought we were going to have this life together. I thought we were, I had all these dreams and hopes for our future. I had this vision of what it would be like to maybe have a family with them or to grow old with them. And that's part of the loss as well. And that's, that's important to, to honor to honor that grief.
2: I love what you're mentioning of the loss of the future. That's a big grieving. That's a big thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that feeling of feeling super lost in life because you had assumed you had that future and now you have to make up an entire different thing that probably will be much better for you. But in that moment, you don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Were you having a thought, Jess? Looked like you might have had a thought. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the thought that I was having was that what you're saying, Laya, about not staying with the why questions but focusing in on yourself reminds me a lot about OCD and the treatment of OCD. So with OCD, there are obsessive thoughts and then there's a compulsion to deal with those thoughts. And the treatment for OCD is you have to stop doing the compulsion and deal with whatever the anxiety is underneath that thought. So if we think about breakup obsession about what's happening and we consider that part the O of the OCD uh, and the talking about it and the going back over it as also part of the compulsion, the key there is going to be to stop yourself, which is not always easy, but to redirect. Like, what is it underneath all of these why questions that I'm not able to sit with and manage in myself? Yeah.
2: I have never made that connection and I find it genius. Yeah.
0: Mm. Are you a therapist? Mm. I, you know, I've been thinking about becoming one. <laughs>
1: it's almost like you've been doing this for more than 10 years. <laughs>
0: the other thing I was thinking about related to all of this is the importance of taking away reminders of our ex so that we're not spontaneously or just in going through our day-to-day lives reinforcing those neural pathways as you mentioned, thinking about them and in some ways keeping the attachment alive. So things like blocking them on different sites. But also, um, I know part of what I did in, in the past that was recommended, I think in MEND and maybe also by Guy Winch was to take all of the things that remind you of your ex and put them in a box and put that box away so you can't see them. Some people do choose to just get rid of those things or, or to give them back to the ex or whatever. Some people don't feel like they're ready to do that. So they just kind of put it away and then look at it again maybe six months or a year later and decide whether to get rid of them entirely or not. And that in and of itself can be such a... It's just so helpful to let the system start to withdraw um, and not keep getting activated.
2: I love this so much. I didn't have it on my list, and I think it's very important. Yeah. So along these lines, not to be crass, but do so masturbate thinking of your ex. Is it tempting? Yes. And maybe delightful? Yes. There's no healing to be done if you do that. Because your brain doesn't differentiate between imagination and reality. And it's like you are still engaging with that person. So find some other juicy fantasy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if that's too crass for the podcast, but I I think think that's that's so on point. No. That's
1: really important. Uh, Yeah. Sex is such a, it's like emotional intensity, like we were talking about earlier, right? You're reinforcing those circuits with an emotionally intense stimuli, emotionally and physically intense stimuli. And yeah, it's like not doing your, not doing your detox from that person any favors. Mm
0: Mm-hmm yeah and I think similarly don't have sex with your ex
1: wait don't actually have sex
0: don't actually have sex
1: okay I I thought we were just talking about (laughs) masturbating
0: (laughs) wait what (laughs) 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 yeah Yeah. (laughs) don't uh, you know don't randomly text them at 11pm and invite them over just because feels like it'd be fun Mm -hmm. that will put you back quite a ways. Mm -hmm. And, And going back to the masturbation point that you're making, I really love that. And it connects to another tool I haven't shared yet on the podcast. This is a great moment to do that, which is if you are somebody who is attempting to rewire your attraction, this is a great moment to start doing that with masturbation. So imagining fantasizing about being with a partner who is, treating you the way that you really want and need to be treated. Somebody who is emotionally available, somebody who is warm, somebody who is securely attached. Letting your system learn what it's like to be turned on with goodness, I think is so important. And this is the perfect time to do that.
2: I love this so much. I have a friend that told me she manifested her partner like that. Yeah, I really believe in that. Mm -hmm. I think there's I think there's the attachment piece and there's the woo-woo piece to that, and both are very powerful. Yeah.
1: yeah. Going back to what we were saying a a minute ago about removing reminders of your ex and putting things in a box and whatnot, I was just thinking about digital, digital life. Uh, And not just social media and things, but like pictures, right? Like Mm -hmm. That's where you probably have most of the pictures of your ex is not around your house, but on your phone. And Uh, it may seem like a really big project to go through and delete or hide or do something with those. I think that is so important, right along the same lines of what you're saying earlier, right? So that you're not like, you know, with Google Photos or Apple Photos or whatever, when it pops up the little like, hey, remember this from five years ago? And it's like, oh God, that's my ex. I don't want to see that picture right now. And then you're back into it. So yeah, either deleting those or you can put them in a folder that's hidden. I think that's a feature on, I know it's on Apple and probably on Android as well, and then come back to it in a year or something. And especially if you have any explicit photos of your partner or you and your partner or partners to what you were saying, Laya, and and you just, just delete those. Mm -hmm. Just delete it Mm -hmm. you don't, you're not gonna need that in the future.
0: Yeah, well, and that sets you up so well for your future partner. Right I know Josh, when you and I got together, we went, we had a some digital cleanup to do. We had both done a lot of cleanup with our physical objects with exes and then we realized, oh, we both have pictures of our exes, mm-hmm. and it was very cleansing to do that, and I was grateful we both felt okay with doing that while we were in the relationship, mm-hmm. but clearing that out even before you meet someone will just make it so much easier.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's like if you think about who you're you know being with your partner. Uh, do you imagine that you're going to want that box of stuff from your ex or exes that's under your bed right now? Is that going to have you feel clean and clear in your uh, relationship going forward? No, no, probably not. You know, and, and sometimes you may need a minute, like you were saying, Jess, you may need just to put it under the bed, come back to it in six months when you're ready to throw it all out. But yeah, you're probably not going to need that.
0: Uh, right, and you know. what if they find it?
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. I can I can speak from personal experience. That doesn't usually go well. Uh, yeah, we, we don't need to go into that. It was it was a nightmare. Um, and it and it was it, I hadn't cleaned that part of my life up at that point to the point where I needed to, and it 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 really wasn't you know how I wanted to show up as a partner in that relationship.
2: Mm-hmm. I I want to hear that story sometime. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ooh, boy! so so far we've got get support call in all your friends and loved ones we've got clear away all the reminders anything that will will have you re-engage be reminded of your ex and don't masturbate or have sex with your ex what else
2: we also had and we um, also said st- stay in your experience
1: stay in right right thank you yeah stay in your experience perfect Yeah, what else?
2: So I have two more. One, notice if there's, like, if it's been a while and you're still really stuck. Let's say it's been, like, six months and you're still crying every morning. Notice if there's some belief that is fooling all that. For example, like, you are too much and that's why you are unlovable and this person left you. Or or you're too little, or you, whatever, horrible beliefs. I don't even want to say them because they are so sticky. And beliefs, like, you know it's a belief because, like, it feels just the truth. Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't even feel like a belief. It feels like, yeah, that's a fact. I mean, I am too whatever, right? And that needs to be healed in different ways. And there's many ways to... Heal that. We, we could do a whole podcast on it. I think Catherine Woodward Thomas outlines a really good process for that in her book. There's a ton of things online too. But if this breakup triggered one of your toxic beliefs, as they usually do, breakups, heal that because otherwise you, it, it feels really stuck. And it's very healable. Yes,
0: absolutely. I think this is the part of the show where we plug therapy.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if
0: you're struggling to dig into those beliefs and unpack and deconstruct them on your own, working with therapists can be so helpful. And I I think breakups it's really worth mentioning every ending that we experience in life opens up and touches all of the other endings. And every relational trauma we experience opens up all the past relational traumas. So it's very very common to in a breakup have a lot of um, other early material grief open up. So not only get support, but get therapeutic support if you have access to that.
2: Wholeheartedly agree. Even intergenerational grief, like I feel like it's like all your other griefs and even like unhealed intergenerational griefs, everything comes to the door, to, the door to be processed.
1: The other thing that I want to name, I think breakups are a beautiful opportunity to reflect on what you learned in some very specific ways, including I think some of the things that I've learned most deeply about what I want in a relationship came from breakups and for, from relationships that didn't work. And so, you know, again, once you're out of that acute phase, as you were saying, Leah, take that as an opportunity to review what were some of the qualities and dynamics that worked for you in the relationship because there was a reason you're in that relationship there was something that was really that worked for you and what worked what didn't work right and i think this is especially helpful if you were broken up with because it's easy to be pining after and and kind of idolizing uh your ex and taking a moment to consciously look at without you know without i don't know criticizing them or like you know just calling them a jerk or something. Well, it doesn't work for me to do a jerk. Well, it's, yeah, that's not very helpful though. It's versus like, oh, I, I see that I'm really looking for somebody who has, you know, space to be really vulnerable with me and, and talk about our feelings in, in a, in a kind and caring way. Right. Or I really see that I, I really want, want to be with somebody who's, who's playful, who has some play, who's able to be silly with me and, and not criticize me if I'm being kind of goofy. That's really important to me, right? So looking at what are the specific things, and I think that can be really helpful so that it isn't like, oh, I was just left and really, and really kind of looking at, no, there were some real incompatibilities here. That My- is the reason that this relationship didn't work regardless of who ended it. And uh, what can I learn from that? What do I see that really didn't work for me in the relationship? And, and potentially were there some red flags that you might view differently in hindsight? Right, Like I know what for me, one of the things I really learned out of one of my breakups was I rushed in way too quickly and I missed a bunch of red flags that if I'd gone a little bit more slowly and paced, like we talk about uh, all the time here, uh, I would have seen. Right. And so looking back like, oh, that like extreme level of anxiety around me spending time with my friends i I want to take a, you know keep an eye out for that in my future relationships so that i I'm really finding somebody who is going to be good for me and and able to be with me and my my loved ones and the people that are important to me
0: We have a a great tool for that uh, in our partner guide our free partner guide, a relationship inventory that includes some sections for looking at what were the red flags that I missed et cetera so We'll link to that as well. Definitely recommend using that for your post-mortem, so to speak.
2: I love the post-mortem. And I think like, yeah, I I love what you're saying. I think it's so important. Part of the the post-mortem is making amends to yourself. Mm. Um, Where did you self-abandon in this relationship? Because I have to say the harder, the most difficult thing to get over is when I was complicit in my own self-abandoning. When I, like in a relationship, I gave things that I didn't have to give or I made compromises that were aimed at protecting the relationship instead of protecting myself. And the anger and resentment and this very sticky victim mentality that we all fall prey sometimes, right? Of like, ah, oh, no, this person was wrong and they wronged me and for me. And I see it in other people comes from, oh, where did I give away my power massively?
0: I appreciate what you're saying in there because what I'm hearing is that it's not just about identifying the other person's flaws and the the red flags that may be helpful to some degree and in fact can be helpful for a detaching for reducing the, the pull towards that person. And it's also equally important to turn back towards ourselves and ask, what did I do to be complicit in some of the dynamics that really weren't working for me? Because, you know, that's what you have control over going forward.
1: So yeah. brilliant. Cool. Well... I think it's time to break up with breakups.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a time. Do we have a plan and an accountability buddy?
1: <laughs> we thought about what we want to say in the conversation. And...
0: I promise I won't resist it. Even though I'm kind of technically doing that right now.
2: <laughs> I am resisting it a little bit. Okay. Oh,
1: um, Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Laya, thank you so much for coming on today's show. It was delightful. And dear listener, if you are wanting to work with Laya, if you're going through a breakup, go to relationshipcenter.com. You can apply for free consultation with Josh actually is the first step. You'd get to talk with Joshy over here about your goals and dreams, and then he'd get you set up with Laya. Uh, And Laya's full bio is over at relationshipcenter.com
1: as well beautiful well that's all for today you can find the show notes with links to all the resources we mentioned in this episode at relationshipcenter.com slash podcast
0: yes and dear listener if something in this episode touched you will you please leave us a rating and review in apple podcasts
1: and until next time we we love love you you too Bye. Bye. bye Uh, groovy
2: Congratulations Thank you so much Cookies <laughs> <Thanks>. Congratulations <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mazalto
2: <laughs> Feliz Navidad
0: Feliz Navidad Feliz cumpleaños
2: Cumpleaños <laughs> <laughs> feliz
0: Yes <laughs> That's so silly